American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine, and we introduce you to new travel destinations. I'm Foster Brown. In the winter of 2018, American Road Magazine published a 15th anniversary issue of the magazine to highlight the special people and places that we visited during those years. One of our favorites was Terry Ike Clanton, a descendant of one of the cowboys cut down in the infamous Battle of the O.K. Corral in Tombstone, Arizona. The story has always been seen as a paean to Old West rough justice, where retribution was swift and final. Not so, says Terry Clanton, and we invite you to listen to a very different side of the story, what famous announcer Paul Harvey used to call the rest of the story. You can read more details about the story in volume 15, number 4 of American Road Magazine. We're talking with Terry I. Clanton, and he is part of the family that was involved in the O.K. Corral incident. What is the incorrect story that you folks set out to straighten out? The the incorrect story is, is I mean, the O.K. Corral gunfight. That's the catalyst of the whole of the right. history of Tombstone and the history of, you know, the whole Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday and the Clans and the Clowers, right. you know. Um, it uh, basically, uh, I say this, and it really is the truth, that um, people ask me, well, why is it so far fetched, and why why is there why is there uh, why is it not true? And I say, well, Wyatt Earp outlived anybody that could dispute what he had to say. Ah, yeah. I mean, he didn't he didn't die till he was till 80 years old. He was in 1929, and he really did. He he outlived anybody that could dispute yeah. what he had to say. And uh. we know that a lot of the things in history that he had he even said that he did that we know that that Virgil was the one that was involved in some of the stuff that Wyatt has taken credit for, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, the O.K. Karak gunfight, uh, the thing is, is if you go back into real early um, uh, history books, you do find out the truth, and the, the truth was there. But then it got really far-fetched with mm-hmm. movies, and then people have brought up, you know, I mean, they... they I just call it Hollywood history because mm-hmm. people tell mm-hmm. me things, and I just go, "Really, really, yeah." You know, it's, it's, to me, it's Hollywood history. You know. So, Terry, what? And, and, uh, like and Johnny is... Ringo, for instance. Like oh, okay. Johnny Ringo, just quickly. Johnny Ringo, for instance. You know, um, you know that people have said, uh, "Oh, Wyatt Earp killed him." Oh, Frank Leslie killed him. He committed suicide. Oh dear. And now everybody thinks that you know Doc Holliday killed him and all mm. kinds of things because of the movies. But mm-hmm. he committed suicide. Oh, dear. So in many ways, what you guys set out to do, uh, Terry, was to correct that that history, even though Wyatt Earp had kind of outlived everybody else and had his own version of the story out there. Um, and, uh, how, how well has it been received? Well, um, at first, it actually wasn't well received at all. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I, use, I used to get all kinds of hate mail. When the Internet first came out and I first started at TombstoneArizona.com, and I first started putting all that stuff up and everything about the Clanton side of the story and everything. Um, I did. I used to get all kinds of hate mail and all kinds of things. And that has just subsided. I mean, I really don't get much of that anymore. Yeah. I think people have have found that it really is, um, there is two sides to the story, you know. Yeah. And But, yeah, at first it was like, wow, you know, you're trying to take down an American legend. Uh, I said, no, I'm not trying to take down an American legend. Yeah. I'm just trying to get the truth out there. Yeah, but what yeah. is the what is the the kernel of truth there, uh, Terry? That's been missing all along. The fact that Doc Holliday was involved in the 
uh, March of 1881 stagecoach robbery. And basically that was what started the OK Corral gunfight. Because, you know, he, um, Bill Leonard, who was at that attempted holdup uh, with Jim Crane, Harry Head, and Doc Holliday, they tried to stop the stagecoach. And um, uh, Doc Holliday was drunk and opened fire. The stage didn't stop, and he opened fire, and he killed Bud Philpott, the driver, and Peter Rorig, the passenger. Oh. And, um, yeah, so that was really what, what happened. Well, um, the rest, they were on the run, and uh, Bill Leonard headed, they headed down, kind of split up, but those guys did, and uh, Bill Leonard ended up down in Charleston, down, you know, 17 miles south of Tombstone, and he told Ike Clanton, everything that had happened at that attempted stage holdup. Mm-hmm. And he told Ike Clanton that if Doc Holliday wouldn't have been there and drunk, nobody would have been killed. You know, mm. they would have let the stagecoach just keep going. It didn't stop, you know, but that was March. Now we're moving to October. And, um, the night before the OK Crowd gunfight or the day before, um, was, um, Doc Holliday was in Tucson and he came in on a stage that night, the night before, and I Clanton was blowing the whistle on Doc Holliday, oh. telling everybody in town about the, you know that he was the trigger man, that Doc Holliday was the trigger man at that stage holdup. And Doc Holliday stormed into a lunch house there on Allen Street in Tombstone and tried to kill uh, Ike Clanton, you know, and told him to kind of try to goad him into a gunfight, you know, like get, get your gun and go to fight, Ike. And uh, and and uh, and Ike was like, I'm unarmed. I'm on, you know, I don't have a gun. And uh, and the Earps watched this, and the the OK Corral gunfight could have been, you know, just done away with right there. It would have never happened if the Earps would have arrested Doc Holliday for disturbing the peace, carrying a firearm in city limits, and all that right then and there. But instead, they uh, the Earps basically backed up Doc Holliday. Oh, they were covering I up. Oh. The, yeah, well, they were they were there, and they, yeah, and and basically when 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 I Clanton walked out the door, they said, "I you better get your gun because next time we see you, we're going to kill you." Good grief! So that next, you know that that's really that's the part that you never hear when you <laughs> whenever you see stories on the OK gunfight, they go right into the gunfight. They never talk about the night before, and the sure. reason why the herb side of the story never talks about it is because that's what started it. And the other thing, the other thing that they don't talk about is you'll and you're here and and I've just made this, you know, this is a, a straight fact mm-hmm. um, is you'll hear in the movies, they show it. Uh, they always say, Oh yeah. Ike Clanton the next morning was running around tombstone. He was all drunk and he was spouting his mouth off saying that, you know, the I'm going to kill the herbs on site or doc holiday on site. I'm going to kill him and all this stuff. And they say he was all drunk. Okay. Well, think about this for a second. I mean, yeah, the laws might've been different, but, if he was drunk that morning when they buffaloed him and took those guns away from him, he was walking the street, but he was, but he, but they were leaving town. So he was legal really to have the guns if he was headed, you know, to get on a horse and get out of town and they hit him over the head and they took him to jail. Okay. If he was drunk, then they should have never let him out of jail. Yeah. And if they let him out of jail, then they should be held responsible again for the OK Corral gunfight. Yeah about it if i clanton's yeah. the one that if they say i clanton's the one that started the okay crock gunfight then they should be held responsible because they let him out of out of jail if he was drunk remarkable I'm tell you what my my theory is he wasn't drunk he wasn't drunk any more than anybody in tombstone that parties too hard today mm-hmm. 
the next mm-hmm. morning he might have had a bad hangover, but he wasn't drunk. The gunfight then occurred at the OK Corral after this, and it was this basically where yeah. you say he go to they go to him into the fight. I want to get something straight too. Sure, sure. We used that. We used the the gunfight at the OK Corral. The name we mm-hmm. used that because everybody believes that you know that's where it happened and everything. But the actual gunfight didn't happen in the OK Corral. Uh-huh. It happened in a vacant lot, more of a. Um, more of a uh, like an alleyway behind the OK Corral, mm. okay, and it was really over on Fremont Street, not on Allen Street. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. an alleyway. It was only about 15 feet wide. They were at point blank range when they started shooting, but um, you know it'd be kind of tough to call the most famous gunfight at all in all of Wild, <laughs> Wild West history the gunfight at the vacant lot. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's, where, <laughs> that's where they that's where they came up with the okay corral because it was really the nearest thing to put a branding on that gun oh okay so then during the what happened during the fights then does i know if you can we're, we're just summarizing this for people who like me maybe have not really delved into the the details of the history of this so um ike clinton is let out of jail yeah, yeah. That morning he was let out of jail. They just—they didn't really put him in jail. They just went, you know, they—they they charged him twenty twenty-five dollars or twenty-seven dollars and fifty cents, I think it was, yeah, for carrying firearms and uh, city limits and okay. everything, and let him out. And he—and remember now, he'd been hit over the head too, and took the guns away from him. They beat him over the head, and he was bleeding from the head. And he was Good humiliated grief. and probably really upset and probably mad as hell, and mm-hmm. you know the whole deal. So, um, uh, and you can't blame the guy, you know. No, certainly not. But, Frank, <laughs> Frank McClowry and uh, Billy Clanton had come into town that morning, and um, uh, Tom McClowry was already in town. He had like $30,000 of cash on him or something. It was, real, wow. it was a lot of money. I don't remember exactly how much money it was. No, it was like, wasn't 30000 It might have been 3000 I don't know. It was a lot of That's money. That's still a lot of money in those uh, days. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it was 3000 not thirty. But, uh, yeah, and he had, yeah, it was a lot of money. Um but uh, what what really happened was, remember I told you about the night before, well, mm-hmm. you know, Doc Holliday wanted to kill Ike Clanton because he was, you know, um, spreading the word that he was involved in those stagecoach robberies. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Again, the Earps were there. The Earps were there and saw that. So the next morning when the Earps got word that Ike Clanton, you know, was out on the street and everything, you know, spouting off that he's going to kill everybody, they, you know, they buffaloed him and everything. Well, then the the word came out that the that the, the the cowboys were down, you know, near the OK Corral, and 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 we need to go down and disarm them. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. well, they asked Doc Holliday to go. Okay, and Doc Holliday wasn't a lawman. Okay, and yeah, so right. There's another reason why the Earp should be held liable for the murders of Tom and Frank McLaurin and Billy Clanton because mm-hmm. they asked, like, you know, they just went, "Hey, Doc, you want you know you want to go along with us?" You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing, knowing that Ike Clanton was down there and knowing that the fight that they had the night before and that, uh, Doc Holliday wanted to kill him is like taking a blowtorch to a fireworks factory. You know, <laughs> yeah. they knew there was going to be problems. And if they would have not taken Doc Holliday down there, then the gunfight at O'Kicker, in my opinion, would have never happened. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and will watch for our next one as they appear on our blog page at AmericanRoadMagazine.com. 
You'll also find a wealth of information waiting for you right there on our homepage, such as itineraries for your next trip, sweepstakes, special bargains, and so much more. Until we meet again on the next American Road Trip Talk, look for us on Facebook. This is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.